And welcome back to the Conservative Atheist Podcast. I'm the Conservative Atheist, your host, and I'm joined by my co-host and producer. Brighter later. Hey, guys. And today we're talking about pit bulls. Pit bulls are extremely, extremely dangerous dogs. Uh, they kill far more. They seriously injure and kill far more people than, than any other breed. In fact, more than double all other breeds combined. Uh, and the, for some reason, there's a lot of people out there that are fanatical about pit bulls. They love their pit bulls. I truly don't understand why. I really don't. Now, I, I, there was a, a dog, and I'm, his name was Kaiser, and uh, my friend Ed owned him back in back when I was back in college, and he was a nice dog. You could go in and play with him when Ed was at home. You could do all sorts of stuff, but that doesn't mean anything. That's one dog. That's not the that's not the character of of the average pit bull. It's just not not according to stats. So. Without further ado, we're going to talk about the nanny myth, the nanny dog myth. The nanny dog myth is some stupid crap that people came up with about how you could leave, you know, people would leave their small children, their infants and their toddlers with and, and very small children uh, to be looked after by pit bulls. First of all, you're, you're an absolute knuckleheaded jackass if you would let any animal look after your child, period. I don't care if it's a pit bull or a poodle. You don't look. You don't let leave your 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 children in the care of animals. That's they're too unpredictable. That's very very stupid. But let's examine this nanny dog myth. Uh, let's see. Now we will work about debunking the the pit bull nanny dog myth. Pit bull. The mere utterance of the word invokes the image of ferocious fighting dog, bred for the the sole purpose of fighting for entertainment and gambling purposes. It's with little wonder that this breed of dog, renowned as the supreme fighting dog breed, has a fearsome reputation. But fighting among other dogs is only part of the terrible reputation. Another far more disturbing part is its sparse but ferocious attacks on humans. In several jurisdictions around the world, the dog breed has become under close scrutiny following numerous lethal and non-lethal attacks on people. Due to their size, purpose, and reputation, several governments have made it illegal to breed the dog, and in some instances even, known, even own a dog of this particular breed. This is regardless of whether or not a dog has caused any harm to anything or at all. So in other words, they're outlawing the dog, even if the dog hasn't actually committed an act yet. Laws such as these are sometimes known as breed-specific legislation. The purpose is to prevent unprovoked attacks on the public by breeds of dogs deemed to be at a higher risk of being savage. But breed-specific laws are fought I'm sorry, are fraught with problems, and fans of certain outlawed breeds always find a way to uh, oppose the laws, be it with legal methods or crowd support. Enter the pit bull uh, nanny dog myth. Okay, to combat these, uh, these spates of new breed-specific laws, uh, a fact about the original use of these sometimes savage dogs began to pop up online. It was stated that during the 19th century that pit bulls were reused as nanny dogs. In other words, they were used to care out care of for the children of the family due to their gentle nature. Absolutely crazy. The aim of the campaign was to garner enough public support by spreading a rumor that the this specific breed of dog was in fact gentle by nature. Uh, this is, of course is not true and has absolutely no reference at all. So there's no proof of this. This is just a myth. This is just propaganda that's been perpetuated. 
Surely even Charles Dinkins, who even wrote about the Pitbull Terrier, briefly uh, failed to mention a gentle nation, referring to the mention of mention its more menacing side. So where did the Pitbull nanny dog myth begin? It's not an internet age myth itself, first appearing in a New York Times article in 1971, a century late. Uh, but that wasn't the only problem with the article. The interviewees for the, for the piece were William R. Daniels and Mrs. Lillian Rant. They were the president and magazine editor of the Staffordshire Terrier, Bull Terrier Club of America. So in other words, they, they had extreme bias. Clearly fans of the dog breed and one of the one sided view designed to clean up its image. It was the article that Rant said the Stafford we know today quickly becomes a member of the family circle, which is absolute bullshit. He loves children and is often referred to as a nursemaid dog. It took another 16 years for the first ever recorded use of the phrase nanny dog. So this is okay. So we're almost done here. Uh, right, so in 1987, when there was a, a move to outlaw the dog in several cities in Canada, the Toronto Star ran a story in which a woman used the phrase for the first time. Again, there was no reliable source, re, or, I'm sorry, no reliable re reference for the claim. And four years later, Lillian Rant once again decided to bring up the claim in a book citing her own words once more. Today, the claim continues to be circulated online, it's especially potent with the help of social media on social networks. The myth is often uh, accompanied with an image of a pit bull, presumably with family pet with a small child. Although the pit bull nanny, nanny dog my myth is exactly that, a myth, it has, it has not stopped those who support the dog breed from begin, bringing it up and circulating it. Thankfully, though, as pointed out in our resource, one advocate for the breed no longer supports the false claim due to safety concerns. So this is a myth. There was there were they, they first came out with the terriers. The terriers were were a fighting dog. They tried to use them as a fighting dog. They tried to use a couple of different breeds as fighting dogs, but they just weren't strong enough. They had they had stamina, but they weren't strong enough. They weren't tough enough. They didn't have you know they just weren't built for it. And so they would get injured and they wouldn't last long. Even if they won the fight, they wouldn't. They wouldn't last long. They took too much damage. So they they took a couple of different breeds and they bred them together to create the pit bull, uh, try in, in an effort to create the perfect fighting dog. Right. Yeah, we should say that. Uh, it, it's funny when I when I see this because that's actually uh, newfound information. I didn't know that these people actually like to argue that it was meant as a nanny dog. But uh, what I what I looking over some of the info on this what. A lot of times what they'll do is they'll say, oh, well, people like to claim that the pit bull came into existence to fight uh, as an amogulation of, uh, I guess, particularly terriers and bulldogs. And then they don't actually address that. They just seem to say that seems lurid. So it just can't be true, <laughs> which obviously is absolutely ridiculous. And another thing I've seen what they try to do is I guess I guess a terrier in particular is a is an amogulation of other breeds. And obviously yes. it's derivative of a pit bull. So they'll argue something to the effect of. Well, a pit bull can't be a pit bull because it's not a pure breed and it's derivative of so many things. So how do you know that's actually a pit bull? Which one seems ridiculous because we I think we all have a concept of what a pit bull looks like. <laughs> They're one of like the most conspicuous looking dogs. Right. If you don't know what a pit bull looks like, you need to come out of your cave because I can I can spot a pit bull from from five blocks away. 
yeah. the shape, the shape of the dog, the shape of the head, um, you know, the overall build. So the nanny dog myth revealed. There's an update. Update five twenty one two thousand thirteen. Two years and nine months after the nanny dog myth reveal was first published, bad rap b a d r a p, a major pit bull advocacy group, uh, publicly denounced. I'm sorry, publicly announced that it will no longer support the nanny dog myth because it endangers children. While it is too late for many children, hopefully uh, many will be saved in the future. Thank you, bad rap. Absolutely ridiculous. I, I do wonder if, uh, uh, a, a little bit of an aside, I sometimes when I argue with these people and they have pit bulls, they'll like to say that Oh, I love my pit bull. I have no problem leaving my kid in front of uh, leaving my kid in front of the pit bull. And you have to wonder if uh, that's ultimately proper, or they do that just to their own stupidity, just to try to prove the pit bulls aren't bad, or if they do it kind of to the stupid nanny uh, myth that uh, pit bulls are, I guess, so rosy and sweet uh, and can never be wrong. Well, what drives me crazy is when you'll go on Instagram and there'll be people and they'll post a, a, a photo of a baby. A baby laying in amongst, on top of, about four or five or six pit bulls, and I'm talking about like a newborn baby or like a baby that's under a year old, just laying and laying amongst, just laying there, amongst the pit bulls, and they'll have some stupid caption, "the safest baby in the world." Yeah, unless one of those pit bulls gets mad at the other pit bull, or they they misinterpret something the baby does, or they feel like a snack. Right. Yeah, I should say that to kind of kind of dovetailing with what kind of you're talking about with the uh, pit bulls, uh, they, them seemingly making up stuff and trying to say that pit bulls have no wrong. I find if you look up at these pit bull advocacy groups and you look at their FAQs or their myth page, they'll say just ridiculous stuff, such as one here where they say, myth, pit bull type dogs have the strongest bite in a locking jaw. The facts, there is no such thing as a locking jaw. No dogs of any breed or type have physical characteristics in which their jaw that would cause or allow them to lock their jaws. Furthermore, pit bull types do not have the strongest bites. A recent peer-reviewed study that analyzed 140 serious dog bite-related incidents concluded that there is no difference in the medical treatment required following a bite or the type of bite, bite inflicted. Between dog bites by breed stereotyped as dangerous, legislated breeds such as German shepherds, rottweilers, and pit bull type dogs, and other breeds of similar sizes and strengths that are not stereotyped as dangerous, non-legislated breeds such as boxers, laboratories, and theaters. So the, the second one is basically saying that, uh, or the thing there, I guess I like, cropped out part of it, but uh, that, uh, oh, well, Pipple's bite, the other like really dangerous dogs also tend to uh, be just as dangerous in their bites, which this should underscore a couple of things. So they're essentially trying to say that, oh, well, Pipples are known for locking their bite, which they're essentially saying, oh, that's just not true. That's ridiculous. They don't have the strongest bite. And, there's no way that you can actually physically lock your jaw, which one, you can look at all the evidence, which I mean, I, I've even seen pit bull owners that will that will constantly lament about uh, they're having to throw their pit bull in water when they get in fights because they just lock jaws. And you can look well, at video evidence and not just that, but how many times have you seen any other breed besides a pit bull uh, being hung from a rope while the while the pit bull just holds on to that rope and won't let go unless it's cut down? Right. How many, how many other breeds have you ever seen that? Now, this says a 1908 New York Times article says that a pit bull is a, is a terrier mixed with a uh, with a with a uh, bulldog, right? Because the terriers are faster, 
they they have a they have a more vicious bite, uh, but the pit, but the bulldog is more solid and hard to defeat. Yeah, I, I should say the the other thing that I found ridiculous about the they're trying to upend this myth that pit bull bites are particularly bad is that they'll say, oh, well, look at other like dogs that are known for being particularly strong. When those dogs bite, they also uh, tend to have as strenuous of an injury or to their, I guess, whatever they bite. And they, they don't understand that that doesn't actually, that isn't evidence for their claim. The argument is, is that, well, there might be dogs that are just as strong as pit bulls. Pit bulls are disproportionately likely to attack people. It's a moon, it's a moot point in regards to if other dogs can also inflict as much damage, you know? Right. It, well, that, well, the, those, well, the one, the one I really hate is when they say, well, you know, chihuahuas are more likely to bite or nip at people. than than pit bulls are so what so what who when's the last time you heard of a chihuahua killing somebody Yeah. so you get a little nip or so they're a little bit more feisty and they get uh, dachshunds are also very feisty dogs so what when's the last time a, a dachshund was able to seriously injure or kill somebody never Right. Yeah. What, what I find in particular, and this just shows kind of the cognitive dissonance, or I don't even know if it's quite cognitive dissonance, just kind of the mental gymnastics is that uh, a lot of these people, when you'll bring up how pit bulls are naturally, uh, they have a dis disposition towards violence and they're much more unruly. They'll say, oh, well, what about the chihuahua? You're not lambasting them. Well, well, it's often the case that they're ultimately saying pit bulls are not innately more violent, which they don't understand. One, I guess, as you said, that chihuahuas are, could very well be just as, uh, I guess, violent or unruly. It's just that they're not as strong. But if it's the case that chihuahuas are innately more violent, then it's the case that, then why is it the case that pit bulls are mostly, are uh, innately violent, you know? They're right. undercutting their, they're, they're so emotional that they just throw out some argument, but they don't realize that it actually just undercuts their whole premise. You can't <laughs> say that another breed, you can't say that, uh, that there's no such thing as a bad breed and then talk about how one breed is worse than the pit bull. So is there no such thing as a bad breed or is there breeds that you consider more vicious than pit bulls? Because the two are diametrically opposed. It can't both can't be true at the same time. Right. There's no such thing as tall men. But these women, these one these one group of men are taller than other men. What? You're contradicting yourself. That doesn't make sense. Okay, right. so let's let's break down a few stats. So Single years, dog bite, uh, dog bite uh, related fatality statistics. In 2020, 79% of adults killed by dogs involved pit bulls, 22 out of 28. Of an adult male deaths, 25 years old. I'm sorry, a, a, a older than 25 years old. 92% uh, were killed by pit bulls. Uh, and twenty in twenty twenty, 15% of fatality dog bites, uh, dog attacks involve multi-victim attacks. 100% were carried out by pit bulls. So in other words, 15% were multiple dogs attacking at the same time. 15%, which is a pretty good sized number. All of them, 100% of those are carried out by pit bulls. So, which is of which is eighty six percent, six out of seven, were inflicted by a single pair of family pit bulls attacking a multiple household member. Twenty twenty U.S. dog bite fatalities, June twenty twenty one, in two thousand nineteen, for the first time on record, adult victims in the thirty to forty nine age group sustained more dog bite fatalities than child victims in the zero to four age age group 
uh, pit bulls inflicted 85% of these adult deaths. Eight, so 30 to 49 dog attacks. 85% of the of the of the deaths were create were committed by pit bulls. Yeah. We we should we should also reference that uh, pit bulls are only six percent of the dog population. Yeah, they're only roughly six percent, and that if you that's in, if you account all the pit bull types, right? All the all the different various pit bull types. If you account, account all of them, they, they're, they're like six percent or less. Yeah. Okay, so two thousand nineteen. Where am I at? Two thousand nineteen pit bulls killed in all and killed in all age groups. Whereas all other dog breeds combined primarily killed children two years old and adults uh, above 50 years old. In 2019, poor safety or intake policies at city and county taxpayer-funded shelters contributed to four separate uh, fatality dog maulings. Of course, because you put these pit bulls in. I remember when I went down to the pound several years back, and there was this one pit bull. And every time I'd walk past his cage, he would go absolutely apeshit. Like he wanted to tear me apart. <laughs> he was a big dog, man. It, the fight would have been on, I'm telling you. It would have been bad. I, I mean, even if I killed the, the dog or I was able to beat him down, I would have been, whew, it would have been hospital time. You're, so you're saying he could have been euthanized right there? <laughs> he could have been euthanized right there. I choked his ass <laughs> out or took a pin out and stabbed him in his eyeball or something. That dog would have, that would have been the end of his, uh, his attacking days. <laughs> but he still probably would have fucked me up pretty good. So, right. um, needless to say, I'm anti fucking me up. So, uh, but yeah. And, and then th I saw this woman. She comes in. She comes in and she has these young girls with her. The one girl looked like she was maybe 14. And then there was, you know, like all ages, they're like little girls, little kids. And there might have been a couple boys. I don't remember. I didn't really pay that, that, that close attention. I just noticed they were young kids. And they they went in and they got you know volunteers can take dogs for a walk to give them exercise she goes and gets the the leash so she can take the pit bull that wants to kill me for a, for a walk <laughs> no she's out there with her young kids out out of the property in the grass what's going to happen if that dog goes ape shit what's going to happen yeah I mean, so fucking stupid. Yeah. Okay. So 2019 U.S. dog fatalities, July 2020. In 2018, 78% of dog uh, bite fatality victims were female. The highest record in a single year. Of the 10 owner directed fatality dog attacks in 2018, 80% killed women between the ages of 28 to 64. So, mm -hmm. pit bull, again, pit bulls. Yeah, I, I think I should say that uh, in preparation for this, I was actually I was reading the actually a bunch of the individual cases for I believe twenty for twenty 2020 twenty and twenty two thousand twenty one, which uh, Wikipedia actually has a if you I guess if you search in something like uh, fatalities for dogs in the United States, it has a it has all the fatalities against humans for a particular year and has a description for all of them. Which, well, if well, let me say this: if you go for two thousand five to two to twenty twenty. So 15-year time span. Pit bulls killed 380 Americans, a rate of over seven times higher than the next closest breed, Rottweilers, with 51 deaths. Right. So 380 deaths compared to 51. 
the closest uh, the closest most violent dog. I know a lot of people. Somebody was telling me that they, I forget who it was was telling me that they were afraid of Rottweilers. Uh, I think it was Samuel actually, and he was telling me he was afraid of Rottweilers when he was a kid. But uh, yeah, three hundred and what did I say? Three hundred and eighty compared to fifty one. Right. Yeah, I I should say that uh, the the one argument you always hear with these people is they love saying is that. Uh, oh, well, even though pit bulls disproportionately kill people, it's the fault of the owners, and therefore the owners should be punished, which is absolutely ridiculous, which there's at face value, it's ridiculous because you're there's a disproportionate, I mean, as you said, pit bulls killed nearly uh, or 80, nearly 80% of the fatalities uh, in regards to dogs are committed by pit bulls, and they're only 6% of the population. So this notion that uh, all the scumbags only get one breed of dog, <laughs> and, then, and then they're the ones that are responsible for the pit bulls killing themselves seems ridiculous. But I, I mean, if you don't, if you don't accept that, which I mean, probably if you don't accept that, you're probably still a blow, you're probably just an emotional moron. But yeah, I was actually looking at the descriptions of a lot of these cases, and if and it, it obviously would make sense, or you would have some credence for the argument that it's the fault of the owners if it's the case that okay, well, these were like pit bulls that were used to fight and they were just treated viciously and they ultimately just reciprocated to the rest of the world. Perhaps that's a good argument. But if you actually read the descriptions of these cases, they actually seem to come from somewhat normal families or at least yeah, not. Some of them were raised as a puppy from birth as a, as a family pet. Yeah. But you don't find like particularly bad uh, or, or living situations with the pit bulls that uh, end up killing people, which if you look at a lot of them, it's, it's, I mean, you'd be surprised, and obviously, he's already, uh, he's already referenced uh, how many women are killed by pit bulls, but a lot of the uh, people killed by pit bulls, it's, it's like people doing house sittings or watching their dogs, and it's usually women that do this, and then they'll get mauled by, like, one or two pit bulls, and you'll see things like a, a parent will look away for a little bit, and then a pit bull will go play with, like, a really little kid and just tear it to shreds, which I, I think says to me that uh, these, these, I guess these owners probably... Uh, uh, their pit bull was probably okay to them or it was pretty sweet and they didn't really notice any problems but uh, you just cannot expect the same thing to or expect them to have the same kind of stance towards like another person which I, I've heard so many pit bull owners that say they love pit bulls but will but will make clear that uh, like their girlfriend or someone else if the pit bull interacts with them they'll immediately pee on them and try to act like an alpha which is absolutely horrific because it basically says I want to dominate you, and this is an absolutely <laughs> pernicious, just very uh, menacing breed. So, well, there, there, there was I was I a long time ago I was in a Facebook group that was anti pit bull, a couple of Facebook groups, long time ago, years ago, and there were there was there were some people in there that used to be pro pit bull, and they were they were the fanatical type, but then something bad happened to them and they had to change their mind, right. and I had no sympathy for them. I was like, "Fuck you! You're the, you're the same idiot that uh, that would have argued that I that I was evil and I was mean and and that uh, I was misjudging the dog and it's not the breed, it's the it's the owner." And you're the same asshole that would have done that. Uh, the only thing I hope that happens with people that, that that believe that way, I hope that they're the ones that suffer the consequences and not a child or a family member or a stranger, you know, somebody else. If you want a dangerous breed and and something happens, to, it, it, I hope it happens to you and nobody else. It's sad when somebody, when some jackass is determined to own a pit bull, and one of their kids get gets mauled or even mauled to death, and uh, and of course, you know they're they're act totally innocent. Uh, when they say, I, I don't completely agree with you because when they say that it's the owner's fault, it absolutely is the owner's fault. If you're goddamn dumb enough, if you're goddamn dumb enough to own a fucking pit bull, then anything that pit bull does is your fucking fault. 
It's like saying I own a tiger. Yeah. Maybe the tiger acts nice around you, but he's a fucking tiger. And if you're too goddamn stupid to realize that tigers are too dangerous to own, then whatever happens is 100% your fault. You shouldn't own the fucking tiger in the first place. You shouldn't have owned the pit bull in the first place. I should say this is where I would disagree with you to some extent. And uh, ultimately, my conclusion would be something you disagree with is that to some extent, I actually don't totally fault these owners. I just think they're either stupid. Well, I, I think ultimately a lot of this uh, boils down to stupidity. But like you did when you referenced not owning a tiger because it's so vicious, our government doesn't allow us to own tigers and it doesn't allow us to own gorillas, you know, and we should be just... actually believe it or not. You can't own tigers and gorillas. You just have to apply. OK, well, I think the either way, the, the restrictions are going to be very, very stringent. Right. It's also probably going to cost uh, hundreds of thousands of dollars, whereas you can just get a pit bull for free to shelter. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you, well, they, they don't give them to you for free. You have to pay for, I think it's like a couple hundred bucks. But, but the thing is, is, is that, you know, if you, if you remember right, Mike Tyson owned a tiger or two. Yeah. So you can definitely own one. It's, I, I don't know why you would. Yeah. But it seems like with men and women, they have different reasons. The men, they want to own pit bulls because they can say, "See how tough I am? I own a t I own a pit bull. That means I'm tough." So that's what that's the that's their motivation. The women, they want to own a pit bull because they want to say, "Oh, see, everybody thinks he's so vicious, but he's just my little baby." <laughs> you know, they they do that with guys that are like fucking felons, straight out of the prison, that are criminals, that are scumbags. Oh yeah, everybody thinks he's a violent felon just because he beat some guy in the head with a baseball bat. But he's just my little baby. And they do the same thing with, with pit bulls. It's very, very strange. Yeah, everybody else is afraid of him, but he's my little cuddle bunny. Yeah, when your little cuddle bunny rips your throat out or rips your child's throat out, I want to hear you say the, say the same goddamn thing. I think that pit bulls should be banned from being owned, period. And I think that anybody who owns a pit bull, and that dog commits a violent act, Usually, it's the, they have the, the, the first bite is free rule. In other words, you can't predict your dog is going to bite somebody. So if the dog bites somebody, you're not liable. Right. Second bite, it shows a pattern that you knew better and there's a history. So my personal opinion is the with a pit bull, the first bite should not be free. You, 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 that pit bull bites somebody or attacks or kills somebody. You should suffer not just not just uh, oh uh, you know fines and and, and and lawsuits. You should you should suffer criminal penalties. Yeah, because you can't bring back a child. You can't bring back some innocent stranger walking down the street. Yeah, I, you, I, you knew better in the first fucking place. And if you didn't, then then I'm sorry, you're a moron, and that's not that's nobody's problem but your own, or it shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. I guess it's a. Uh... Kind of back to this uh, question of uh, should we fault them? And obviously the one retort would be you're able to buy it and you're able to walk it around, which uh, I guess you're not allowed to do with a gorilla or a tiger. But uh, it's if you should uh, ultimately just criminalize stupidity, which or criminalize just uh, pure, stupid, <laughs> pure stupidity, which uh, I guess would be the act of buying a, or uh, receiving a pit bull in the first place. Well, think about it this way. During the, during the 15-year period of 2005 to 2019, canines killed 64 infants. Uh, under a year, under a year old. Pit bulls inflicted nearly half of the, these uh, infant deaths at 48%. Right. So 6% of the dog population killed killed about half of uh, all the all the infants, all the newborn babies. Right. This, this breed has to go.
Yeah. I, I should say another thing that, uh, they, which I, I'm sure the, the people listening to this have probably had arguments with people that love pit bulls or love pit bulls themselves. So they probably made this argument, but uh, you constantly press them on all the statistics on this. And the one thing they'll always say is that, no, it's just the fault of the owners. So a lot of them will then say that oh, if a pit bull attacks someone, it must be the fault of the owner, which I guess there's different senses to what the fault of the owner would mean, which obviously for us, it would just be probably just buying it. And for them, it'd be if a pit bull attacks someone, it just shows that you must have been vicious towards it or something, which the the irony I find in this is the, the people who tend to make these arguments, a lot of them tend to be like left wing kind of morons, which they don't understand that uh, a lot of the people that tend to buy pit bulls tend to be very lower social economic. And yeah. so, so essentially what they're saying here is that, uh, no, hold the lower social economic uh, people uh, uh, accountable for their crimes, which uh, it's interesting because this seems to be one of the only areas in which they actually say that, no, hold them accountable for their crimes. And it, it's almost like you, you kind of have like this intersectional Olympics and what's more, what's more, uh, I don't know, a marginalized group or much more discriminated against pit bulls or lower social economic or ghetto people, you know, <laughs> which for some reason for liberals, it's pit bulls, which... Uh, I don't know. I, I don't know why they make that argument, but it also means that it, it ultimately means that uh, ghetto people are going to get screwed in this equation for owning. Well, people. well, there were there was a, there's been entire countries, and I can't think of all the different countries. The one that comes to mind is the UK. The UK banned pit bulls. Now, whether they're still banned or not, I'm not sure, but they were banned for quite some time. Um, there are cities and towns. There's communities in the United States all over the country that have that have banned pit bulls. And I, I would love to see the Pitbull ban nationwide. Yeah, me too. I, I should say that uh, for, for people that are interested, you can actually look at Pit. I think if you just Google Pitbulls on Wikipedia, it'll have like a, a category for or a link for all the, all the Pitbulls that are all the countries that just uh, put pretty stringent regulations or outright ban Pitbulls, which it's virtually all of them, virtually all of Europe, a lot of South and Central America. Really, it's it's interesting because America is one of the few countries that uh, it's very rare, or the the instant the or the places or I think pretty much counties where pit bulls are banned is they're pretty rare. I think really now I think the biggest one is a uh, uh, whatever the second largest county in Maryland is, because the most famous one was a uh, uh, Miami Dade, and I think Miami Dade ultimately jettisoned it, and I think Denver or the county for Denver uh, banned pit bulls for a while, but I think they ultimately jettisoned that so. Unfortunately, there's not that many places in America with, that uh, ban pit bulls. Yeah, we need to get rid of them. We really do. Uh, they, they don't serve any purpose. Uh, and I, you know, and when anytime I say that I'm anti pit bull, I have all these guys that act like they're tough guys. Oh, you afraid of a pit bull? Uh, I'm cautious of pit bulls, just like I'm cautious of tigers and lions and and poisonous snakes and and badgers and you know skunks and there's many things I'm cautious of. Um, do I keep a, you know, I keep an eye on them. That's for damn sure. Uh, but more importantly, more important than me, uh, I couldn't live with the fact that I own some jackass pet and I come home and my girlfriend's dead. Right. Or, or I come home and, and find out that, oh yeah, we, you know, I, I, she had taken for a walk cause he had to use the bathroom. And so he, he attacks another dog or attacks, attacks somebody else on the street. I, I couldn't live with that. I, I imagine he killed a small child. I, I couldn't live with it. I yeah. couldn't do it. It's not, there's so many different breeds of dog that I can have that don't have that type of tendency. Why would, why would I want to have a breed that's known for, for seriously injuring and killing people and seriously injuring and killing other animals? Why yeah. would I want that? Yeah. I, I, you know, even if it killed somebody else's pet, that would be horrible. 
but yeah, it, it's it's interesting because if you look at like these the particular anecdotes or or like it's technically anecdotes, but the description of all the pit bull the fatalities, which a lot of them they're pit bulls that uh, I guess already have a primary owner, and they'll just leave the residence and then go to another residence that's uh, I guess adjacent to the the property they they occupy. And then they'll just like kill a dog or kill kill a person in that one, and then come home like nothing happened. Yeah, <laughs> like, like that's what happens if you own a pit bull. Which uh, I I think another thing that kind of uh, where you see a surprising number of people that, uh, in particular, women that uh, the way they die by pit bulls is that uh, they'll house it they'll house it a guy that uh, is out of town but wants them to watch after their dogs, and the dogs will just uh, absolutely just maul the woman to pieces and just kill her, which. I, I, I kind of going back to the question of uh, how could you live with yourself, but I, I'd almost think uh, if you're a woman and you're going to go take care of like a bunch of random pit bulls, <laughs> it does seem like you're, there's going to be a lot of, uh, a lot of, uh, uh, moron, moron, moron. There's a lot of stupid decisions in your life. That can't be the only one. Yeah. That's yeah. gotta, that's gotta be one of a grocery list, a laundry list of stupid shit that you do on a regular basis. Yeah. If, you, if, if you're, if you're, if your common sense is so low that you're willing to go do something like that and put your life in danger, then then there's a lot of stupid shit you're doing in your life. And this is just the one that bit you in the ass. Yeah. But I'm thinking, like, imagine you're the guy that uh, had, like, uh, there, there was one particular case where this guy just bred a bunch of pit bulls, or he's a pit bull breeder, and he got this girl that he knew to watch out uh, after all of them while he was out of town, and the, the pit bulls just mauled her and killed her. And I, I was thinking to myself, kind of, kind of what you're talking about, uh, that you couldn't live with yourself. But I'm imagining if I'm that guy, I'm like, well, I mean, she knew what she was getting into. There's like a bunch of pit bulls in this house, you know? <laughs> like, yeah. yeah. You know what? I'm going out of town. Uh, I have, uh, I have uh, a rattlesnake collection. Can you make sure you take care of that rattlesnake collection? <laughs> sure. Okay. Well, you know, I hope everything works out. I'll be back. <laughs> i'm sorry yeah again i only worry about children adults people that are of age and when i take talk about children i'm not even talking about teenagers if you're so goddamn stupid as a teenager that you you can't tell that a pit bull is dangerous or that you know the poisonous snake is dangerous then you kind of get what you get but we're talking about little kids you know 12 and younger and you know it's that that's the stuff that really drives me crazy some innocent kid that, that gets in the line of fire because somebody else has to feel like a man because they tell a pit bull. You want to feel like a man, go fight in the UFC, get in the, get in the boxing ring, something like that. Go join the military. Don't, don't own a dangerous animal that could kill somebody. That's just fucking stupid. It's not proving your manhood. It's just proving you're a jackass. Um, I, I found several videos on YouTube and various other places of pit bull attacks. I, I'm, I just, I thought about playing them. I'm not going to play them. Uh, the one was pretty brutal. It was a woman. It was a nine one one call of a of a mother uh, that her two sons had been gone out, and she came home apparently, and she had the dogs. You know, she kept the dogs inside on a screened in porch. You know what I mean? Porch with like a screen. You know, walls around it, and she let the dogs out to feed them in the backyard. And apparently, the two dogs killed her and ate her. Oh. So the, you know, these are both pit bulls, obviously, male and female pit bulls. And the, because she planned on breeding them, but they killed her and ate her. And they were, they were raised since birth as, as family pets. 
So the two sons get home, two or three sons, I forget. I think it's two. It might have been three. They get home and they're confused. They're like, oh my God, my mother's dead in the backyard. What's going on? And they're on night on the on the and they're like, leave her alone, dogs. What are you doing? Leave her alone. And then they notice that the dogs were eating her. Oh, Jesus Christ. They're like, oh my God, they they're eating my mother. It was horrible. Yeah, yeah. My description is pretty brutal, but believe me, it's it'd be worse if you actually heard it. Yeah. Uh, the other video that I recall, and there was there was there were several videos, but the other video was they were in some neighborhood, and some little girl, like eight or nine years old, something like that, she was in the middle of the street, and there was like several pit bulls uh, surrounding her, just tearing her into little pieces and attacking her, and uh, and people were in cars, but every time somebody honked the horn or tried to get out of the car to to help her, the pit bulls would go after them. Yeah, some some of the pit bulls would pull off of her and go after them. Oh, and so they were just they, they they literally had to sit in their cars. Well, I would have ran the pit bulls over. I'd have ran the kid over if I had to, to stop them from. I I had done whatever I had to do to stop the attack, but they they were in their car, trapped in their cars, and the people are all nine one one calling, crying, and you can hear the little girl screaming and crying in the background. Yeah, screaming, I, crying for help, and and the the dogs are just tearing her to pieces, and they have to sit there and watch a little girl get torn to pieces by pit bulls, with and nothing they can really do. Yeah, I, I should say that uh, one of the most I'm sure a lot of people have seen these videos, but uh, where they really walk into people, where it, it's typically dogs, but uh, there'll be somebody will walk in their pit bull in the street, and I guess it'll see another dog, and I guess start to get to. Uh, a little unruly or start to want to play around and then it'll just bite into it and not let go. And then you could see like a two minute frenzy where these people just can't get the the dog out of its, uh, out of its bite. And it just keeps mauling and mauling it further and further. It's right. like you see them where they beat the living shit out of the dog. And yeah, they get sticks, they get all sorts of stuff. Yeah. Which it makes you think like, I mean, if you, if you brutalize a dog and hit him as hard as you can with like punching them, really the only way you can kind of subdue a dog or a pit bull when it's doing stuff like that is doing something like, I mean, maybe you could like try to maul, maul its eyes out, or but it, but it seems like you would actually. Well, they say they say the best way to do it is to choke the dog, yeah, and make the dog gag. Right. But that's easier said than done. Yeah, then you're going to get the dog going after you. Right. What happens when your hands down there, but right by his mouth? Yeah, but I was thinking. Like... I know. I know what I would do. Yeah, I'm a CCW carrier. Well, I I, I don't even need the CCW anymore because I'm in I'm in a state that uh, that has constitutional carry, but. I place the barrel up to the dog's eye, and that would be the end of the that would be the end of the attack. Yeah, well, that's what I was saying. Like when you watch these videos, sometimes you can look at dogs. I mean, I could think of my dog where it will like roughhouse with another dog and can just pull it off of it, you know, and it's not that big of a deal. But yeah, of course. And watching these videos, it's it's really the first thought that goes to your head is like if if you were there, you would either have to shoot it right in the head or just stab it. You know, that would I would be, I would do would whatever I would do whatever I had to do. That do that dog would stop. Right. And the owner would be mad and all that, and, and I'm sure the police would be called and everything else, but that dog would not be around for the for the the outcome. Yeah, like oh, you didn't have to do that. We could have gotten the the girl out of its uh out of its chomp. Right. Yeah, he, she only she was only uh, having like half of her half of her hand hanging off or something like that. Oh my god, people are so awesome. Yeah, she wasn't completely maimed yet. She still had the rest of her arm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The one thing that. Uh, that you see a bunch of stupid stuff where they like to split hairs to say pit bulls aren't good are actually good breeds and they'll try to say something stupid and this kind of goes to they'll say because pit bulls aren't pure breeds so there's such ambiguity but they'll say something like 
oh well a lot of a lot of like dog attacks or a lot of like the things that get categorized as like pit bull attacks are ultimately like different breed or mixed breeds which one i'm not even quite sure how you quantify that given that they oh no 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 my my favorite is when i'll say oh that's a pit bull i don't know if you saw this or not but um oh uh bill burr did a joke about getting a new dog and he said he was gone when his wife got a dog and she went down to the shelter and got a dog and it was a pit bull and uh she showed him on camera and he was like holy shit that you got a pit bull and she's like no they said it was a mix <laughs> he's like what is it a pit bull with a pit bull <laughs> yeah. she's like they turned it she turned the camera around <laughs> Yeah, and this slanty-eyed little little psychopath <laughs> staring back at me. I was like, "Holy crap!" Right? Yeah, they'll do stupid stuff like that, saying that, "Oh well, pit bulls." It, it's just a dog that looks exactly like a pit bull that's going around attacking people. It's not actually a pit bull. <laughs> yeah, identical to a pit bull, but in all ways. But no, it's not pit bull. Sure, sure, whatever you say. Yeah, and then but they'll another thing they love doing is that they'll they'll try to quantify like pit bulls and they'll say. Oh well, look, dog dog bite didn't actually go down in these areas. Blah blah blah, and they don't understand. Once again, the whole point is that all dogs bite. It's just that some dogs bite; they're much more vicious in their biting. You know, right? There's yeah, all, to... all dogs all dogs bite. It's it's not uh, how many uh, you know. It's not how mu- it's not mu- uh, how much they bite. It's not how often they bite. It's how much damage do they cause? Yeah, and pit bulls cause far more damage. They cause far more injuries and far more fatalities. Right. Yeah, but the, it's it's another thing where this obviously seems like a very, very relevant detail when you're doing the data here. And it's something that they pay no, they just pay no heed to. They just uh, totally disregard and they say, oh, well, no, it just matters on biting, which I, I mean, we've already kind of referenced it, but it just really kind of tells you everything you need to know, which the, the one thing I would love to see, and uh, I'm sure the data would be so easy to calculate this, but uh, why not instead of like, uh, you can argue with fatalities, and maybe you could split hairs on to what ex- how bad the fatality is and try to, I guess, do some sort of indices for that. But why not just do dog fatalities or, or human fatalities due to dogs in per capita for different regions? You they, know? Don't want, they don't want to do that. Which it would be so... I, I'm actually guessing that the dog fatalities are probably as available in uh, the rest of Europe as they are in, as, they, as the statistics are in America, you know? Of course. They, yeah, they, they don't want to do that because they know, was, they know what it will reveal. Yeah. Which another thing I love, uh, I, what these people try to say is that the statistics that uh, people are pulling from are faulty, or particularly like uh, legislators when they ban pit bulls, and that they really need to see it some way. Which the the thing I love is that okay, so so apparently all these legislators are wrong in their statistics, and the look at look at uh, any sort of insurance or any sort of premium as far as going getting a house or house insurance. Yep, it's. It's it's a known fact that you will get a surcharge if you have a pit bull, and a lot of them will just outright not let you have a not let you get a premium from them if you have a pit bull. You know? Of course, of course, because they're a liability. Yeah, which which the actuaries that assess this, they actually don't know anything, and they're just ignorant of it. You know. Well, the, you know the thing is, is that these these people are determined that nothing means anything. Nothing means anything. As we said before, it doesn't matter. You know, you know they'll say that Chihuahuas again bite more than nip and bite at you with more than, than a pit bull does. They're, they're more cantankerous. Okay, but when's the last time a chihuahua killed anybody? Never. Yeah, I don't know of any. So, so I mean, the bottom line is, so what? Yeah. They're just determined that, you know, pit bulls are, part of it is pit bulls are very trendy. 
They're very trendy. That's why you saw the for a while there, there was just tons. And I, I don't know how many shows there are now, but there were tons of cable shows about pit bulls. One was called uh, Pit Boss. It was about, you know, rescuing pit bulls, uh, pit bull rescue. Um, and then there was like these midgets. I forget what they, I forget that, what that was called. It was something about rescuing pit bulls. Little, little oh, pit bull, big pit bull. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. There was, there was, there was pit bulls and parolees where, where, where people that were on parole were supposed to re rehabilitate pit bulls and, and rescue them. I don't know. There was like tons and tons and tons of, of pro pit bull propaganda shows and it's all bullshit. The, the average person doesn't have enough sense to get out of the fucking rain on their own. And, uh, and this is just one of the, one of the many situations that prove that. Yeah. Sad, but true. The average person is an absolute fucking moron. Yeah. And that's why we live in the world we live in. And that's why people are determined to own pit bulls and trying to convince us that a, that a pit bull is no more dangerous than a French poodle. <laughs> because of all those vicious pit bull, those poodle attacks. Yeah, they really. Uh, it's kind of sad that they really cannot differentiate. Where I mean, uh, I the only one pit bull that I've probably known in my life, or or maybe I might have had like one dog that was maybe adjacent, or not a dog I had, but a dog one of my family members had that was adjacent to a pit bull. I'm not quite sure that maybe it could be categorized as one, but I don't even think that's true. But uh, I can say in my instance. The one pit bull I knew was uh, by way of my neighbor that it actually wasn't uh, her pit bull, but it was, uh, I, I think it was her son's, but uh, she took the pit bull, or I guess she let her son's pit bull, or I think he had two pit bulls uh, stay with them for a while while he was out of town or something, and I guess she went to dinner or something. And while she was at dinner, one of the pit bulls uh, decided to maul her cat to death and just mutilated it everywhere. <laughs> so that's, that's my only experience of a pit bull, and uh, this woman was... Uh, she ultimately was, I mean, it's another case where she was kind of ultimately just kind of like a really, uh, really lefty when it, in regards to Pitbull, where it was never the Pitbull's fault. And uh, I think she even tried to like save Pitbulls that like were to, that were uh, bound to the execution and try to send them out to other places. So, so, <laughs> so stupid. So stupid. It's Which like, I, it's, you know what it's like? It's like sending a mail bomb out. It's like putting a bomb in the mail and sending it out to people and, and waiting for it. What, you know, let's see what happens. <sighs> <laughs> oh, you got you got small kids. Eh, take a pit bull; they're pretty good pets. <laughs> Save a pit bull, rescue a pit bull. Yeah, uh, yeah. So again, the only only real contact that I can recall. I mean, I've had other contacts with pit bulls, but the the positive con, the one positive po contact I had, I've never had some really negative contacts with pit bulls. Um, there was one guy, this Mexican friend of mine, that owned a pit bull. And I went to his house and he had two pit bulls chained up in the yard and I forgot about the pit bulls. And I walked up the sidewalk that goes to his back door and these pit bulls are like inches. They came flying and one was on each side of me and they were almost, almost getting me. But I was like, their chain just caught like right before the little sidewalk. And I was like, holy shit. So I went up, knocked on the door. Nobody came to the door. And so I went back and, oh, they had got out of the, off those chains, chains or something. I would have been hurt. That was that was that was like back in the late eighties, early nineties. So yeah. I believe it was late eighties. Uh, but anyway, at any rate, um, but the pit, the the pit bull I knew in college, the one the one positive experience, his name was Kaiser, and he was owned by a friend of mine named Ed, 
And Ed, we, I would actually go down to get the keys, and other people would too, but I would get the keys from Ed, his, his apartment keys, while he was at work. And I would go and I would let Kaiser out so I could use the bathroom, and I would play with him a little bit and then put him back in. And he was a pit bull, and he was a pretty good-sized pit bull. Um, but so I'm not saying every single pit bull is a bad dog. I'm just saying as a breed, they're too dangerous to own. Yeah. Of, well, I mean, of course, of course, not every. I mean, men are more violent than women. Men commit far more violent crimes than women. It's not even close. Does that mean that all men are violent and all women are are nonviolent? No, nobody's saying that. Yeah, well, which I think we also should say that. Uh, and you could, I mean, I really do challenge everyone just to look at the description of the pit bull cases because these seem to be coming from at least decent, uh, I don't know, decent households, but. Uh, I'd imagine a lot of the pit bull or a lot of the people that own pit bulls, that the pit bulls were, I guess, ultimately killed someone else or, or even killed them as evidenced by the, the pit, the two pit bulls who ate the woman. But uh, I, I imagine it was probably the case that if you asked them what they thought of their pit bulls before they ultimately killed them, or maybe even after the facts, they would say that, no, these are sweet dogs. I have great relationships with them. And therefore they probably thus then say something to the effect of, you know, I don't see how pit bulls are get this bad rap because the, my pit bull is so sweet to me, you know? I wouldn't be surprised if there's pit bull owners. In fact, I think I've seen some where the pit bull actually attacks or kills somebody and they try to blame it on the person. <laughs> what were you doing? Were you fucking with it? There's one old woman owned a pit bull. Uh, I remember seeing a video of hers. This was back when I was part of the Facebook group and somebody posted a video and she was talking about how she loved her pit bull. And, you know, he was her baby. And then one day she all of a sudden out of nowhere, he just started attacking her. And she couldn't figure out why. And she said she was lucky to live through it. Yeah, you're lucky to live through it. You're a moron. Yeah, You're an absolute fucking moron. You're, and you're lucky to live through it. And even luckier, nobody else was affected, just you. Yeah, I, I should say to kind of underscore this, this was another, maybe we should have probably put more of an emphasis on the myths that uh, these stupid pit bull advocacy groups put post. But they post myth. Pit bulls are naturally violent, aggressive, mean, and are very dangerous dogs. And then their answer to this, if they are treated with respect and trained properly, pit bulls will be less likely to exhibit negative tra traits. Just ask a loving pit bull adopter. <laughs> Should we ask the ones where they where they rip the face off of their little child? Should we we include them on on the survey? Yeah. So just just this is what they tell them that uh, if you actually want to know our, our evidence for pit bulls not being bad, just go to someone who actually owns a pit bull and is going to have a very emotional tie to it. You know, th those yeah. are the yeah. They won't be they won't be biased at all, of course. Yeah, you're not you're not going to get a biased opinion from somebody that owns a pit bull. Yeah, it's like saying all kids are. It's like saying that all kids are great, and then saying just ask their parents. They would never yeah. complain about them. Yeah, just ask their parents. You know, oh, he goes around, and he punches people for no reason, and he's a thief, and and he sexually assaulted girls, and and uh, he's a troublemaker. Eh, just go ask his mother if he's a nice kid or not. Yeah. Okay, well, let's go do that. But I want, gee, I wonder what the answer is going to be. <laughs> yeah, you find so much of this. I, it's just so peppered in this where they they make arguments, and their arguments are so obviously fallacious that you could just see that. Uh, okay, they're just obviously not considering something that's totally relevant, you know. And you just find this over and over and over again with bulls. It's it, it truly is one of those things where. This is something I find with a lot of like uh, stereotypical or I guess just kind of lefty issues where people, they'll just totally discard the evidence because it makes them emotional or they'll have some sort of emotional tie to what they want. Yeah. So then they'll just say that the people that uh, 
I guess, are, are against whatever they're supporting. They're ultimately bigoted, you know. And Pitbull, anything in regards to Pitbulls totally underscores this, where they ultimately just think that Pitbulls are great, just ask the owners. And if you if you think Pitbulls are bad or if you're mad about uh, these Pitbulls committing a disproportionate number of attacks, then you should just be mad at the owners because they just must be pieces of shit for them to go kill someone. Well, there's there's certain... There's certain, you know, I've, we talk about issues of of, uh, of religion. We talk about issues of race. We talk about issues of, of, of all sorts of issues. Everything you could possibly think of. The issues that make people the most fanatical, which, I, I, which I'm surprised by. I've, I've been surprised by this for a long time. Uh, the first one was the pit bull. I, I never knew, a long, a long time ago, I never knew how fanatical people were about pit bulls. Had no idea. But nothing, no conversation about race or anything else is going to get people as worked up and angry as as being anti-pitbull. Nothing. So then recently, in recent years, when I say recent years, probably the last five years or so, I came across what they call themselves, and maybe 10 years, five, 10 years, they call themselves intactivists. We talked about that yesterday. And it's people that are anti-circumcision and they're just as fanatical as the uh, as the pit bull people very very fanatical it's strange it really is strange that how somebody will pick one particular thing and just just go completely ape shit about it right just lose their minds or focus on one thing that's just i don't know yeah i really don't know people i, I know a lot of people think oh when you talk about race that's the that's the worst thing to talk about or you talk about religion or politics that's the worst thing you talk about no it's not have a conversation with somebody who's who's pro pit bull. Have a conversation with somebody that's anti circumcision, and you will find out quickly that there's very few things in this world that are that cause people to be more fanatical than that. Now, I I, I mean, there's also vegans, and I have seen vegans do crazy stuff like, you know, throw blood throw blood on uh, on on people that are wearing furs. First of all, I, I'm against wearing fur. Fake fur, absolutely all day long. Leather. I mean, you're eating the cow anyway. You might as well use its hide. Why, why waste the hide if you're going to eat the cow anyway? Um, but fur, just to have fur, no, I'm not. I'm not. A, I'm not a fan of that. Right. Yeah, I, I should. But I'm not, but, but, but I'm not going to throw. I'm not going to throw paint, or I'm not going to throw real blood on somebody that's wearing a fur. Yeah, yeah. I guess maybe it's a superfluous. Uh, I don't know, but. Uh... Yeah, I, I think it's pretty clear uh, for pit bulls or for, I guess, pit bull fanatics why they're like this. And it's it, it just uh, that they've had such a good re, uh, re, relationship with like one particular pit bull. And they think, oh, how could this one, how could pit bulls be so bad if I had uh, such a great relationship with one? And then they seem to think that, uh, I don't know, they want like all pit bulls or, I mean, I guess to some extent we'd want pit bulls to go out of, <laughs> to be bred out of existence. So. Maybe they're not entirely wrong on that, but uh, that they're ultimately saying that there's no way that they they recognize how sweet pit bulls can be. Which uh, I I I should say another thing we've seen is that uh, uh, people that actually have never even owned pit bulls but uh, have been around pit bulls that they find sweet, that they ultimately love them. Which you know maybe it's almost like a dog thing where people that love dogs that for some reason they just cannot compartmentalize where I would call myself a dog, dog lover, but I can recognize that there are shitty dog breeds that we shouldn't want to have, you know, and pit bulls are one of them. We're still loving dogs. I love, I love animals in general. I am an animal lover. 
I really do. I love animals. I love animals more than I do people. Fuck people. I'll take animals any day. But that still doesn't mean, as you just said, that I don't realize that some breeds of dog are too dangerous to own. That some types of animals are not conducive to owning in a, in a safe manner. I, I, I absolutely love animals. I'll, I'll take animals over people any day of the week. Any day of the week. But still, I realize that, you know, they have to be used for food. Yeah. That they have to be used for clothing in certain cir circumstances, like I said with the cow. Um, so, Wait. you know, I'm, I'm, I'm reasonable about it. That's, that's yeah. the problem is that with most people, they're extremists. There's, there's no nuance. Yeah. Well, I, I can remember uh, having conversations with you. That's uh, the reason why you said you loved, uh, animals, uh, or, uh, as opposed to people is that, uh, animals pretty much never screw you over and they're, there's really, they really do love you, uh, uh, unconditionally, which. Yep. That's that's obviously is, is a good working principle to love animals. That's probably what I would come from as well. Perhaps I'm not quite as a pessimistic on human nature as you are, which or maybe on maybe on human nature I probably am, but particular human. Well, nature. well, think about it this way: people, I've heard people say, and I heard somebody say recently, if you know, if you're going to get a cat, okay, you have a cat. That's a that's a that's a pet. But if you're going to get a dog, dogs are so smart that you you might as well get a kid instead. I, I heard somebody say that recently. I, I can't even remember who said it. If you're gonna get a dog, you might as well you might as well just have a kid. Well, first of all, I'm I'm too old to have kids. I'm 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 I'll be 52 this year. I'm too old to have kids. I mean, yeah, technically I could, but contrary to popular myth, could doesn't equal always equal should. In fact, it usually doesn't equal should. Yeah. Um, contrary so, to pit bull myth. Right. So, <laughs> with a and here's the main difference between uh, animals and kids. Animals stay sweet and loving their entire lives. Your kid is going to grow up to be an asshole just like the rest of us. Yeah. They're going to be some hateful teenage. They're going to be a bratty seven or eight or nine or 10 year old. Then they're going to grow up to be, a, a, you know, a contentious teenager. that's constantly trying to, you know, hating you and, and, and thinking they know everything. And then they're going to grow up to be an adult and maybe, and they'll probably be, you know, they'll probably fuck people over just like everybody else does. Lies and manipulation. You don't get any of that with a, with a, with an animal. You have a dog. That dog is a loving, sweet, innocent animal from, from birth to death. Yeah. So well, that's, that's the difference for me. Yeah. I, I should say that to, my, my point there was that uh, obviously your principle is that uh, they love you unconditionally and they're not going to screw you over. But uh, you can obviously recognize, well, that's that's the that tends to be the general thing that you see with dogs or I guess animals in general. There are particular breeds where that's not going to be the case or particular animals and pit bulls are unfortunately going to be one of those cases where, no, they can definitely go awry and they can definitely screw you over, you know, and do horrible, horrible things. Yep. You know, I, I think it's kind of interesting that uh, <laughs> You're referencing kind of pit bulls that, uh, you know, it's stupid or it's your fault if you own a pit bull because uh, they'll they'll invariably screw over someone and they're going to be so so likely to do it. It's there's really nothing you could do. Which uh, it seems like you're ultimately saying that uh, for children, it's ultimately the same thing. Where yeah, know, I am. I, I really am. You, 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 you know how everybody is pessimistic and thinks the world's full of assholes. Well, guess what? If you have a kid, that kid's probably going to grow up to be an asshole to one extent or another. Yeah. That doesn't happen with a, with, a, with a dog. You own a dog, that dog's a, a wonderful, sweet, innocent, uh, childlike a dog forever. Yeah. 
I, I probably should say the, the to just having this idea that kids are so like rosy or benign. It's the a lot of times it is the case that kids can actually be the most nasty and the most unregulated as far as their emotions go. You know, of course, of course. So I think even if kids there there isn't even like much of redemption on some level. Maybe maybe with like babies where they don't really have much cognitive states, you could find some sort of redemption, right? Or where they're going to be, uh, I don't know, objectively or universally good. Anybody above the age of three years old is is going to start taking on the nasty traits and qualities of all the rest of us. Right. And personally, I'm not interested. Yeah, we're all pit bulls on the inside. <laughs> Pipples, they, they, you know, they, they just can't be trusted. It's, and I'm not even saying that I'm sure there's sweet, loving pit bulls that are born sweet and loving and stay sweet and loving all the way till they die. Unfortunately, there's far too many that don't. Yeah. I, I should say that uh, one of the things that I don't see with uh, people talk about pit bulls, which I think is kind of odd because you could see this of other breeds, but uh, there's there's a there's a difference in uh, how a pip, how how a particular I guess dog can treat you and the way it can treat other people. You know, right? Absolutely. Which they don't understand that. Uh, well, I think a lot of this kind of uh, boils down to like alpha and beta stuff, where a dog could recognize that okay, well, this is your house. He he has to get fed by you, so therefore you're the alpha. But there could also be cases, but with other people, it might not know if you're the alpha. The, it might not know who whom the alpha of the beta is. So it could try to it could try to. Uh, uh, usurp that status for itself and impose itself as alpha i mean the the one anecdote i would use is that uh or what i find kind of uh, interesting about dogs i'm sure you've seen this too is that a lot of dogs when you meet them for the first time they might be a little bit uh i don't know playful around you and do stuff like that right and that'll be the extent of it but there are other dogs where they have to sniff you they have to really get a sense of you (laughs) and i think those are other dogs where those dogs are looking at it for some sort of status when they meet people you know right and I think that uh, pit bulls is probably the same, and maybe it's even the case with a lot of like the bigger dogs or more vicious dogs, where there's going to be a well, they could be sweet to their owners. It's still going to be the case that they could be absolutely vicious to other people. Whereas with other dogs, they're probably going to be uh, nice to people regardless, because uh, that kind of alpha or beta status isn't going to be really that relevant on their minds. If you want a, a really good all around dog, get a Labrador. Okay, that's the way to go. Medium-sized dog. That's a little bit. Some of them are a little big, but medium-sized dog with a great personality. But pit bulls, no way in hell. There's actually a dog that I, we haven't talked about yet that's actually in, in some ways worse than the pit bull, but there's not as many of them. And they're called the, uh, what are they called? The D. Pre, pre, uh, a lot of them call, call people, they call them canarios, but they're actually... Uh, Presa de Canario. It's like a Spanish term. And it's like it's like if a pit bull and a it's like a pit bull with a Rottweiler's body. Wow. It's a pit bull the size of a Rottweiler. Or even maybe the size of a small St. Bernard. It's it's a big fucking dog. It's like a pit bull on steroids. And there was a situation where these two lesbians were living together in San Francisco, and this man and woman lived in the same apartment building. And the woman was coming in with groceries and the two dogs got out and attacked one of the lesbians that was coming in out of her apartment and ate her, just ate her to death right there in the hallway. Oh. Yeah. D Presa de Canario. Yeah. yeah it's, it's not a dog. You look them up. They're not, they're not a dog you'd want. 
Again, pit, pit bulls on steroids. Pit bulls look like poodles, French poodles compared to these dogs. Ugh. Not to be, you keep referencing cases where the, I guess, dog, the dog will eat a person, but to, not to be totally facetious, but I keep thinking of instances where you're like the first person to see it and you're like, oh no, what happened? It looks like they got, they got murdered. And why is it the case that this dog, it looks full? <laughs> you know? Right. <laughs> <laughs> like the dog's licking, it, licking his lips and burping. Well, I yeah. don't know. I don't, I don't know what happened. I'm just a dog. Yeah, it looks like she's been decomposing for days and this dog looks totally fed and it looks full of energy. Right. It looks like it looks like it's been it looks like it hasn't missed a meal at all. <laughs> Ooh, God. Yeah, gee, I wonder what happened. Yeah. Uh, so if there's anything else we want to say. Uh Wait. just don't buy don't get pit bulls. Don't do it. It doesn't make you look tough. It, it you know, forget about what it does for your for your own uh ego. It's not worth it. It's, it's, if you can live with a small child or, or somebody being killed because you had to own a pit bull, then there's something wrong with you. You, you need to get your priorities straight. Yeah. Yeah. Do you think we should say that? Uh, I know people have to say this where it's typically pretty stupid. Like someone owns a big gun or they own a big truck and they say they have a small penis. Do you think it might actually be the case or fitting for the case of a pit bull? Yeah, I don't, I don't. I never understood the idea. And and Bill Burr said this one time in one of his conversations. I heard him have. I never understood the idea that somebody owning a big truck means they've got a small penis, uh, or a big gun. I, I personally, I don't like big trucks. I, I like uh, I like big size, you know, large size sedans. But like a really big truck, uh, I'm I'm just not. It's not my thing. Uh, but the, for the people that do, I don't. I don't really see what that has to do with the size of their penis. Yeah, I don't know. I've never, I've never understood. I never understood the idea of that. Yeah, I, well, I, I don't know. For some reason, uh, yeah, it, it's just a discussion that always comes up. For for some reason, a lot of men always like attach some sort of self worth to the size of their penis, which is totally an aside. Which, uh, yeah, I, I don't I, know. For some reason, I, I could say that uh, I've never really thought about. I've never really thought about anything in those those regards, but. Uh, I mean, I to, to, to me, to me, a big truck, all a big truck is, unless you live out in the country or somewhere where you can use it, why would you want a big truck in the city? It's just a pain. It's, it's a gas guzzler and it's a pain in the ass to park. And what's, I mean, I, I just don't understand the point of it. If it's not as comfortable as a, as a, as some cars. So why would you want a big truck? I, I, I really, truly don't get it. I, I think I should say that, uh, I guess the point most, I, I was, uh, more so making the point that, uh, you constantly hear about people that, uh, oh, well, they have a fragile manhood or they're really insecure about something and they have to cope with their manhood. It seems like uh, like uh, uh, pit bulls might actually be one of the cases or the, the argument seems uh, well placed. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I think it's I think it's the, their, their signal to the world that they're a tough guy. It's kind of like when you see some jackass walking down the street and he's got a barbed wire tattoo around his around his bicep. OK, you, you want to prove you're tough? Wrap real barbed wire around your bicep. How does how does a picture of barbed wire wrapped around your bicep make you tough? Right. Real barbed wire, yeah. That I mean, I, it, first of all, it'd be fucking stupid. You'd probably get tetanus. But okay, that's painful, you know. But how is a how is a picture of barbed wire wrapped around your <laughs> your bicep make you a tough guy? I'm very confused by that. Yeah, uh, yeah. So yeah, these are these are signals to other people that I'm a tough guy. Barbed wire tattoo. I own a pit bull. 
I have a big truck. I have a large gun collection. I've got guns. I don't have a large collection, but I've got guns. Hmm. I don't own a big truck. I've never owned a big truck. I've always owned cars. Um, and uh, I've always owned regular sized dogs, regular dogs. <laughs> never owned like a big vicious dog that ever wanted to. In fact, right now I just own cats. Yeah. I don't even own dogs. Hmm. So... If you're gonna to be tough, just be tough. Don't don't try to find ways of communicating with other people that you're tough. I don't have any tattoos on me right now. Period. I never have, never would. Um, I sure as hell wouldn't have a barbed wire tattoo around my my bicep to indicate to other people that I'm a tough guy. Hey, look. Oh, you don't think I'm tough? Do you not see the barbed wire tattoo around there? <laughs> <laughs> Need I say more? <laughs> <laughs> you fucking retard. What the hell does that have to do with being tough? Oh man, people are fucking stupid. Yeah, I'm trying to think if there's anything else uh, that we missed that uh, is worth referencing. I, I think we should. Uh, last thing, maybe I would like to kind of uh, or put a little bit of emphasis on, which uh, I do wonder why the hell people. Well, I mean, in general, why people uh, take pic? Why people? Why people uh, 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 take pictures of really, really small children and animals? Like I'm talking like infants, to where it could actually cause problems if it actually attacks it. You know, but uh, it's. There's especially with the case of uh, pit bulls, why they seem to love to they go out of their way to prove that pit bulls are these great animals. So they'll just put like a little pit bull or they'll put like their little, really little, little kid uh, right next to a pit bull. And a lot of the times when I haven't talked about pit bulls in a while, but uh, something that will often come up is they're like, oh, yeah, I wouldn't have any problem uh, putting my really, really small child uh, alone with my pit bull or or very close to where if it wanted to, it could just maul it to death, which. I, I don't uh, I don't know where that quite comes from. Maybe it's just uh, another thing where they're so stupid they have to prove that uh, they're not. They're th- they're just so goddamn stupid that there's no reasoning. There's no there's no rationale behind what they do. Right. They just double when it comes to stupidity, blatant stupidity. They just double double triple and quadruple down. They don't care. Right. It, it doesn't make sense. Um. So before we go, I also want to bring up the intactivists again. So we did the, the we did the pro circumcision uh, about um, the pro circumcision podcast yesterday. It came out uh, after twelve oh one after midnight this past midnight. So it came out today, and I messaged it to several people and so called intactivists, and all these little cowards are making these comments on Twitter, but and some of them on Facebook and some of them on uh, well not much as much on Facebook but some of them on Instagram. None of them have the balls to come onto the show thus far. I may be proven wrong, and they may decide to 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 man up and and come on, but I'm not going to hold my breath. None of them, none of them have the guts to come on. They're like, "Oh, make your points here on Twitter." Why would I do that? I'm, I, first of all, I'm not typing out a book on Twitter, and I'm not going to have I'm not going to type to 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 thirty different people all at the same time. Everybody asking different questions. That's that's not going to happen. If you want to come on the show and you want to have a conversation and you want to ar- argue your position, that's fine. They're not going to do that. These people are absolute. You know, they're they're crazy, but they're not that crazy. Yeah, they know they'll be humiliated. They they know they'll be made to look like fools, and because they are fools, and so at least they're that self aware. At least they realize that they're spineless weasels that live on the internet and don't have the balls to to actually defend their positions in the real world. And so I guess that shows some uh, some wisdom on their part. Yeah, 
I'm looking at, uh, I was reading all your tweets from this, uh, this morning and I like how some guy basically said that, uh, the podcast is worthless because it's just an echo or the, the episode we did on circumcision is worthless because it's just an echo chamber. Well, it's the case that you're trying to basically say, Hey, anyone debate me. So it's not going to be an echo chamber, which right. it's the whole point of that is that you're trying to say that, no, I don't want it to be an echo chamber. I, re- I recognize the faults in that, but, uh, these people are so stupid. They don't realize it. Oh no, they realize it. Okay. They realize it. this is their excuse not to do it. They want to pretend like they, that they don't want, want to debate, even though I'm saying, Come on, come on the show and defend your position. They're still pretending like that's not what I'm saying because they don't want to come on and they don't want to defend their position, which I understand. I mean, I don't understand why you would hold an asinine position, but if you hold that asinine position, I guess if you're smart enough to realize that it's a mistake to try to defend it against somebody that knows what they're talking about, it's probably not going to work out so well for you. So yeah. you know, I, I somewhat understand. But well, may, the, maybe one of them, maybe one of them will man up, but I'm not holding my breath on this, and we'll see, I guess. Yeah, well, I, I think it's funny because I'm I'm looking at the I guess the last tweet or one of the last tweets you sent, and the guy responds and he said, "Oh, well, you just did an echo chamber thing," and then he's essentially saying that even though you're you're asking everyone to hey come on and debate me, I want to have an opposing point of view. They're also he's saying that's oh well, you're just doing this because you bet that they're not going to come on, which. He, what's it's it's the same like this kind of cowardly mindset where he's just projecting and he thinks everyone acts the way he does where he thinks that he's going to get no pushback on any of this or he thinks that it's going to be the case that uh, no matter what you do you're never going to get a pushback so you can just say what you want online which right is uh he's really cowardly well, there, well like i said the reason why they want to argue it out on twitter is because it'd be me versus 30 or 40 of them and me trying to type out answers and responses to 30 or 40 different people all asking different questions at the same time over and over and over and over and over again. And so that's when people are really stupid and really fanatical about a particular issue, that's their tactic. A lot of times, especially online, that's their tactic. Their tactic is, is that they overwhelm you with questions from, from a ton of different people all at the same time and expecting you to type back and, and answer every single one and be able to keep track of every single conversation all at the same time. And that that's the tactic. It's a cowardly, yeah. weaselly tactic, but it is what it is. Well, I could say that, uh, and I see this from the right and the left, probably to the same proportion, to be honest, probably a little bit more on the right, but uh, the something that really crystallizes when they'll say, oh, I'm going to ratio you, and they'll just post ratio, and then they get a bunch of people to like and retweet, uh, or or such a such a slew of like like and retweets that it totally outnumbers the original tweet that they were uh, I guess against, which they view that as known. Which <laughs> it's just kind of like a dumb and cowardly way, and ultimately shows uh, these people have probably never really interacted in the real world and probably don't actually know how to debate people. Right. It proves everything I wanted to prove about them. Now again, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe one of them will actually man up and come on the show. I, I doubt it. I doubt it. I'm, I'm not holding my breath. I hope so. I would, I'm definitely encouraging it. I'm going to encourage it when we get off of here and I, I go back on Twitter for a moment. I'm definitely going to encourage it, but uh, yeah, I, I just don't see it happening. Yeah. Which hopefully we can get Brother K because, I mean, we didn't I, reference I, I would like to. He seems like he's got, that he's really into this. So if he doesn't do it, then that's going to be, that's going to be another situation where it's very strange. Yeah. I mean, you should say that uh, the podcasts that have intactivist uh, or the podcast episodes on, uh, I guess, Apple Podcasts that have intactivist in their names. Uh, there's only four of them now, and you're one of them. So that should put you in the cream of the crop as far as uh, intactivists go, or as far as their radar goes. I would think. Yeah, you know, but uh, apparently not. 
I don't know. Time will tell. Okay, so I think we're done. Unless you have anything else you'd like to say. Uh, no. I or <laughs> speaking of intactivist pit bulls, it'd be funny if there's a movement that just combines them that's against a uh, uh, circumcising pit bulls. <laughs> or yeah, I, I don't think or, circumcising no, pit bulls is a. Is a big I meant thing. Uh, spading pit bulls and thinking that that's ultimately just like general mutilation or something. If you if you spade a pit bull and make it such they can't get bred, I'm I'm sure there probably is. I'm sure there's probably people against that. <laughs> I can only imagine. I can yeah, only pit imagine. bull, pit bull general mutilation. <laughs> so, okay, well, I guess that's the show. This is the conservative atheist again, uh, your host, and I was joined by my co-host and producer, brighter later. And uh, we we drop a podcast every Monday, every day, Monday through Friday. Uh, usually it runs from anywhere from an hour to two hours, sometimes as much as three hours. It all depends on the topic and it depends on if we're interviewing a guest and who that guest is. Uh, we go, the, when I say Monday through Friday, the first podcast gets dropped um, Sunday into Monday. So after 12.01 a.m., Monday morning. And then the last podcast is dropped Friday uh I'm sorry, Thursday into Friday, 12.01 a.m. in the morning, uh, Friday morning. So in the middle of the night, Friday. And, uh, you know, you'll see it after that. And it's on over 30 platforms. It might be on as much as 40 platforms by now. But it's on over 30 platforms, uh, podcast platforms. So any podcast platform you have, if you want to, you know, it doesn't matter if it's Spotify or if it's Apple Music or if it's Audible or if it's Amazon Music or Google Music or whatever, iHeartRadio, you name it. If you go in there and you search conservative atheist and you see the clown face with the mat, with the uh, circle of uh, the American flag around it, you've come to the right place. So we try to interview the most interesting guests. I think we've done a good job of that. And we try to bring you the most interesting content and talk about things that most people shy away from talking about, but the people need to talk about because there's no taboo topics, at least not to us. Um, there is a new, this coming Saturday is going to be the new feature that I've come up with and it's called, uh, the moronic round table discussions. And it's going to be basically a collection of morons that get together and have a conversation about different topics that they have absolutely no knowledge of. So this particular one, and, and the reason why I got this idea is because I was in, a, I, I came across a, a, a group discussion of flat earthers. And, but unfortunately, I didn't record it, and so I didn't get a chance to. Uh, I, I didn't get a chance to post it up. But I did run into anti-vaccination, anti-COVID vaccine people, and uh, an hour long of nonsense and doctors and medical professionals trying to talk sense to them, to no avail, to absolutely no avail. Um, and I'll, I'll let you judge for it so, yourself. But yeah, it's it's a moronic roundtable discussions every Saturday. At least that's the goal. Every Saturday, I'm going to drop at least an hour-long podcast of a different topic being discussed by the same or a different group of morons, and uh, should be entertaining. All right, that's it. This is the conservative atheist. Uh, one last thing, though, before you go to bed tonight, or after you go to bed, when you're laying on your bed, on your back, in the dark, Staring up at the ceiling, drifting off into sleep. I want you to repeat this mantra. Conservative atheist is always right. Conservative atheist is always right. 
Conservative atheist is always right. Conservative atheist is always right. Conservative atheist is always right. Conservative atheist is always right. And then when you wake up in the morning, you'll feel like a new person. You'll be refreshed. You'll be ready for the day. The sun will shine brighter. The flowers will smell sweeter. The air will feel crisp. And the birds will sing your name. And all will be right with the world. And if not, it means you're a knuckleheaded jackass. It's not listening to enough conservative atheist podcast. So you need to listen to more. See you knuckleheads later.